Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. My name is Mike Siegel. I'm the host of this podcast. My guest today is Joe Miragliata. Before we get to that, I want to remind you, you can write me at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. The website is, of course... TravelTalesPodcast.com. And there you will find all our social media links to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Follow us on Facebook, will you? Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Do it all. I need more followers and I'd love to have you on board. You'll find links to Stitcher Radio and iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, as always, I appreciate it. If you give us a good rating, that boosts our presence and helps people find the show. So I would appreciate that. Maybe saying a few nice things or some stars, whatever they give you there. Just give us a big thumbs up. I'd appreciate it. Big doings happening in Greece right now. So if you are planning on going there this summer, it is advised that you bring a lot of euros, cash. We hope for the best, but we plan for the worst. So bring a lot of cash and uh, don't assume that your credit card or ATM card will be working all the time because it may not. I will be in Europe later this summer and into September, and I'm hoping to get to Greece. So it could work to a traveler's advantage, they're saying, because prices could be uh, slashed. They might be desperate for your business, and bargains could be had. So that's good, because tourism is a massive part of the Greek economy, and they want you there now more than ever. So for those of you out there who are planning on going, read up before you leave. There's a lot of stuff out there on the internet. All the news outlets have uh, have recommendations for people that are going or planning on going. So don't be afraid to go to Greece. I'm still not afraid to go to Greece, but just uh, plan ahead and keep your eye on the news because you'd hate to be on an island somewhere and planning to make a shuttle or a ferry and the government decides to shut down and you're stranded on this island and you miss your connecting flight and blah, 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 blah. So be on the lookout. That being said, we are in the heart of the summer travel season, so plan accordingly. Be flexible with your travel plans, and you will get better deals on flights, hotels, etc. Not saying something I haven't said before, but some people need reminding. It's an expensive time of year to travel anywhere, so to get any kind of flight deal, you may have to travel in off-peak hours, strange times, strange routing, but there are deals to be had. And if you hear of any good deals, send them my way. TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's get to the interview right now. Joe Maragliata is a guy that I met on the Rocky Mountaineer train in Canada. He was part of the big group of media that was on the train, and he made me feel very old. <laughs> He's based right here in L.A., and he runs a lifestyle website called Joe's Daily, which you can find at joesdaily.com, and he is all over social media. He is a new brand of journalist that didn't exist 20 years ago, but very attuned to uh, lifestyle brands, 
clothes, uh, travel, electronic gadgets, alcohol, all these things. And he has a lot of followers. And consequently, brands will pay him to travel around the globe and promote their brands. And I know this episode may be a little more tech talk than we usually have here on Travel Tales, but we also talk about uh, travel-related tech products and what he recommends, apps, cameras, phones, and so forth, all of which uh, are a big part of traveling nowadays, especially for me and those of us who have uh, websites and do podcasts and things like that. But to talk to someone like him, you can see how uh, the tide has changed so much in the media landscape and how it's mostly online now, especially with uh, younger generations, and how uh, we refer to it as old media, i.e. print, uh, television, radio, that kind of thing, is dwindling or has to step up or change their game to survive. And Joe's a good guy to uh, lead me into this kind of stuff. So I've I've learned a lot, and it was nice of him that he could uh, take time out of his busy schedule and uh, talk to me and talk to us. So please enjoy my conversation with New World blogger, Joe Maragliata. Enjoy. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm here with Joe Maragliata. That's right. Wow. Wow. Right out of the box. <laughs> right first the time. Box. <laughs> you ever thought of maybe con- uh, changing your name to last name to his daily? I think about it. Joe Zdaly. Everyone thinks that's my name, actually. Yeah, Even though there's the apostrophe S in there, which should throw them off, it doesn't. And they're <laughs> no. like, they're like, oh, hey, Joe Daly. Or I get Jose Daly. Jose. Because <laughs> people, they read it too fast and they instantly think, oh, his name's Jose. Right. The S throws them off. Man, so how long <laughs> you are, I should tell people who you are. Yeah. <laughs> you are the proprietor, the creator, the. Uh, Yes. President? Entrepreneur? What do you call yourself? I usually say founder and editor-in-chief, but even then it's kind of you know here and there because my social media is so strong, it's kind of like you can't be an editor-in-chief of social media. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a, I'm a what I like to say, a men's lifestyle and travel writer. Okay, joesdaily.com. That's right. It's a lifestyle blog, yeah, basically. Exactly. Is it a yeah. blog? Do we call these blogs anymore? They, a site. It's a site. I, I call, you know what's funny? Years ago, I wasn't embarrassed to call it a blog. Uh, I'm sorry. I was a little more embarrassed to call it a blog because blogs had a really bad name. Uh, right. tr- traditional media does not like us. Uh, they've grown to like us over the years, <laughs> I think, because we probably bring more business in the end. Um, but yeah, it would definitely be a blog. But I would say overall, it's a lifestyle brand okay. because of social media. So uh, describe to people what uh, Joe's Daily is about. What is your main focus? I know travel is a part of it, sure. but what is the main focus? Uh, well, travel just kind of came in because that's kind of what lifestyle is. It's about living a certain lifestyle, whatever. Uh, but for me, the reason why I label it men's lifestyle, even though a lot of females uh, frequent my site, it's because brands don't understand otherwise, right? So for me, I write a lot about gear, technology, uh, travel, um, entertainment even. Uh, and it's all stuff that – it all started with stuff that I've – like stuff that I like talking about. I thought, well, why would I want to lie and talk about something else I'm somewhat interested in? Right. Right. So I also include, uh, you know, cars and, and, and liquor and, you know, spirits and stuff like that. And, uh, even sometimes recipes, food stuff. You cover a lot of ground. I mean, you mm. go to the site and you're all over yeah. with all this stuff. I mean, is it just you or do you have contributors? It It is me. I've had in the past, I've had a few contributors. Uh, actually, my girlfriend actually is a good writer. So every now and then, like if I'm doing uh, just I have a lot of work, a lot of brand deals I'm covering, I'll just throw her into the mix and she'll help me out. Uh, but honestly, it's mostly me. Um, I'm not I would like to hire someone, but I'm not really at that point yet. So have you stayed away from food and wine? 
On, is it or do you do that as well? Uh, I do food or and wine, cocktails but I'm, and... I'm not gonna. Yeah, I do cocktails. I'm not gonna pretend to be like an expert though. A lot of people do say like, "Oh, what's your favorite wine right now?" <laughs> I'm not. Like, well, I mean, wine are so you know, there's such a broad topic, and you know, to be an expert, you really have to be an expert. Uh, matter of fact, not to lead into something you're probably gonna ask me. <laughs> we met a few guys on the Rocky Mountaineer train, which we'll probably talk about. Yeah. But we met a few guys that were experts, and they showed me up tremendously, like Barnaby and stuff. <laughs> right, and. Uh, I just, I don't, like I said, I don't pretend to be an expert. I will tell you some cool stuff that I'm working on, like Columbia Crest I'm working on with, you know, they're a great company. But other than that, it's like, I do cover what I enjoy and I like drinking, so. <laughs> right. Well, let's talk about the Rocky Mountaineer. This is where yeah. we met. Yeah. We were one uh, part of the media on this uh, trip uh, from trip. Vancouver to Banff. Mm -hmm. And then you and I and a few others went to Seattle That's afterwards. Right. Um, so we met on the train. Mm -hmm. I believe you had almost gotten into a fight uh, the first night. <laughs> There. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Well, just to, just to get that, that out of guy the way, was that guy was a dick. He, he was an he asshole. Was... Yeah, uh, I won't I won't name any names and I won't get too much into it. But let's just say, if you're media specifically traditional, open your arms to everyone. That's really all I'm gonna say. The guy we're talking about, which is really funny to think about. I still tell stories about this, by the way. <laughs> uh, he was kind of an asshole. I mean, he was even an asshole to the point of the guy making our coffee in the morning. And I think you witnessed I it. I was there. Yeah, yeah. The I was guy there. making the coffee in the morning at the hotel was the sweetest guy in the world. But because he didn't realize we were part of the media, he didn't offer us the coffee. And the guy we're talking about kind of flipped out and, and, and bitched the guy yeah. out. That being said, that was the start of our trip. And then he kind of... I just didn't. I'm. I, I will admit, I'm a young face, and traditional hates that. And I think he was not having it. So that's he was all a I'll newspaper say. writer. Basically, he was a newspaper writer. Yeah. And when you say traditional media, you're meaning more radios, TV, newspapers. It, yeah, I would say anything, almost print, almost. And yeah, and yeah like you said, you know, magazines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love them. Like I said, I made some great friends from them and connections. But sometimes they are a little on edge, especially over the last few years, because <laughs> right. we're growing so you know fast. Podcasts even are almost insulting them because they're so used to the traditional of, of radio. Cause now podcasts you do in your home, you know, and it's, it's a kind of a silly concept, but you know. right. Yeah. So how long have you been doing the blog? Uh, the, the site, I should say. I've been creating the content on Joe's daily.com for, I would say about four and a half, five years, but I've been, what I like to say, taking it seriously for the last two. Okay. I've, it's been a full-time job of mine for about two, two and a half years. What was your background before that? Uh, well, I actually have a degree, which is nothing, I, I don't use it anymore, but I have a Bachelor of Science in Media Arts and Animation. So I was going towards... You don't the, use it anymore? You kind of use it? I, media? I, no, I do. I do. Well, it's funny. I say Media Arts, but that's how they got the Bachelor of Science title. It's actually <laughs> more heavy on 3D animation. Oh, okay. So I was going the Pixar route. Uh, but... Um, yes, I do use media and the connections I made, but I actually went into working at Apple as a corporate trainer and trainer. Uh, so I was a, a, an Apple, what they called creative trainer. And then I actually got a marketing job out of Apple from a guy I met who just saw my social media uh, knowledge, I guess. And he was like, would you want to come work for me? And I was actually a marketing director for a couple films. And also I was marketing for David Copperfield. So oh, I did wow. a lot of digital social media strategy for films and David Copperfield. <laughs> yeah. Apple seems like a tough thing to walk away from. It is. And I still have a lot of friends there. And, and I mean, I'm very happy where I'm at now. I love it. But uh, it's a great company. It really is a great company. It's true. It's true what people say. If you ever hear someone talk it up, it's not because they're an Apple fanboy. It's because they, they treat your, you know, the employees well. And they actually have gotten better with their incentives over time. So if you're interested, work for them. <laughs> Everybody has an idea. Well, most people have an idea for a website or an idea or a, a a blog, sure. uh, an idea, a podcast, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. they, uh, but getting it started and really making a living off it right. is a tough thing to do. 
So how long did it take you to get this thing off the ground and before it became, wow, I can really make a living at this? Um, well, I will say this right off the bat, and this is a kind of a tip I give everyone, is if you have something you're passionate about, even if it's like crocheting, it doesn't matter. Do a blog, of course, if you want to, but do a blog or a podcast and just talk about it and have fun with it. It's what you love, right? So why not you love talking about it? I'm sure you talk to your friends about it. And I start that because um, that's really how you start making money. Um, is when you start loving what you do and it shows in your work and everyone loves, there's always a, a, a kind of a, a, a niche for everything. Right. Um, for me, it took before I started making money, what I would say serious money in the sense of I can take care of myself without another job or another side income is probably about a year and a half of serious work and serious work as in once again, stuff I loved, but it was work that I had to sit down and, and actually embrace and, and start making connections with agencies who are the ones who connect you with the brands, for example. Okay, I know your life is you're about brands. Yeah, you know brands, are, yeah. and so you get free stuff sent to you. Yeah, and you review it and you give your take on it, yep. right? And use them. Mm-hmm. Um, how long before? I mean, is there a certain magic number of followers or listeners or subscribers that you need or hits before they take you seriously? I'm going like to say brands. I'm going to say no, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I'll give you an example. My girlfriend who uh, is trying to start up her blog, I helped her out with. Obviously, she's jumping a lot of hurdles. She's avoiding hurdles that I had to take, right? I had to learn from my mistakes. I'm giving her all the tips right off the bat. Um, the reason I'm saying no is because it's about quality. Um, sure, don't get me wrong. You're not going to get a $5,000 watch if you have nothing to show, right? But for example, I've already gotten her a couple brands, a couple free product off a blog that has barely any numbers, but it's because they know me. So I guess my answer to you is, is start networking now, building relationships. Like for example, you and I, like I could throw you something, you throw me something. That's how it works. And I find that, um, I started getting stuff like, let's say on my Instagram, when I was just starting it up, I was getting brand deals because companies already knew me and they're like, Oh, we want to send you our new hat. Uh, it's a hundred dollar hat. We think it's great. We think you'll like it. We know you don't have a lot of followers yet on Instagram, but we think it'd be great for there. Is that cool? And I'm like, yes, of course. So it's really about, uh, I feel like networking is the key to everything. You build relationships with agencies that have brand relations. And then all of a sudden it's like everyone, they remember working with you and they want to work with you again. Well, you must get sent a ton of crap that you don't want. And don't like. I do. Uh, and funny, <laughs> it's funny you say that because once they get your address, you'll get stuff popping in the mail without you even being told that it was being sent to you. But the good news is agencies understand after a while that they don't want a negative review, right? So it's better to not write a review than to have it. And I'm a, I try to be positive. Uh, I know a lot of people like, give me the fair review on it, but I'm not going to give you a review of something I don't like. That, that was my concept from early on. Um, if you want to r- write a review, go write it on their site or Yelp or, you know what I mean? Like from my thing is use the review sites, the proper review sites to bash something in the sense of a proper bashing of this really sucked. Here's why mine's more like, check this out. Look at the photos. I love the packaging. Here's what it is. This is what I enjoyed it. And that's it. I'm the same kind of way. I have no interest in ripping someone. On, right. You know, I just say, yeah, well, I won't write about it. You know, I've had that on trips and they're like, oh, they're, they're, don't write about this. I was like, you know, I won't, <laughs> you know. Right. Or if something's bad, I'll go, you know what, I'll just, and I don't want to be that guy that right. I was on our trip exactly. complaining about the coffee in the hotel, in this beautiful hotel. Right. You know By the way, I mean? said guy tweeted about it. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, yeah. That's he, what I'm, that's yeah, what I'm okay, referring to. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus, what a guy. <laughs> Um, okay, so you've got it off the ground. You're going, let's get it into travel. Yeah. And you had just come back from Sweden, I believe? Uh, a, a few Europe trips. Yeah, I think I told you about Sweden. Um, was this vodka-related? That was, vodka related that was absolute, yeah, yeah, okay. absolute vodka, which, by the way, was much an honor because I was 
once again, I was one of 10, ten <clears throat> media and the rest were all traditional. So that was much an, that was an honor because I was like, oh, wow. Like, okay. So they obviously take me seriously. But not only that, this was absolute first time letting people like us in there, into their, it's called Ahu Sweden. Um, and that's where their home base is, headquarters. Of course, they have a lot in Stockholm too. But that was uh, their first time letting us in. I mean, it was a big deal for them. And by the way, they didn't just clean it up for us. They are a very clean people. I oh, mean, yeah. So it was, you could all eat of Scandinavia. off the floor. You could literally eat off the floor. It was that clean. I'm talking everywhere you went. It's good to know next time I drink it. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you learn a lot uh, from, from the brand. And uh, that was an amazing trip. I and mean, it was my first time in Sweden, too. So, so they bring you over there. And uh, you, I'm sure you, okay, you tour the factory. Yep. And then... When, when's the fun stuff? What, what, how do they entertain you? I will say they didn't stop. You know, usually, I'll be honest with you, you go on the trips, they're all fun. I, yeah. I never, I call them business trips, but everyone knows I have a blast. They see my photos. Um, but every now and then, I won't name the brand, but there's a brand out there that will always kind of, they kind of run you ragged. Uh, <laughs> absolute didn't. Um, I mean, of course, we drank some great vodka. We drank some great, we had a cocktail master with us at every step of the way. We started off with Bloody Mary's because they are the, uh, apparently the inventor of it. Uh, absolute Pepar was the, mm. the vodka. That's what, that's what they said. I okay. don't know. If they're just tooting their own horn. <laughs> Anyways, this, the fun didn't stop. I mean, even when we met their, um, uh, what do you call it? Their, um, their, their wheat growers. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, we had first, uh, second breakfast with them, the farmers. Uh, and I thought that was just an amazing thing, you know what I mean, to learn and also meet the people that made it. And it was just, you know, the breakfast was amazing. The food was amazing. We, we had drinks and dinner with a countess. I mean, it was, it was intense. Wow. It was great. Yeah. And what do they expect from you when you go back to write this story? I mean... That's a good question. Um, <clears throat> you know, you don't sign a contract. You're not getting paid for a lot of these trips. I mean, the experience alone is worth the money, right? Or worth what you know you got to to get out of it. Um, for them, I think it's my social media is strong. I think I would say it was probably the strongest there. Um, so I think they really respected what I was sharing. I shared some amazing photos. Some I made a video while I was there, and I did it all without them asking. What they expect is, you know, they're they're they invited you because they like who you are and what you represent. Um, and I think for me, it was my social media. I did come back and I wrote uh, an article or two. Once again, nothing was forced, but I mean, of course, after such an amazing trip, if you don't come out with content, I mean, they treated us, you know, like Kings. So it was like, how do you come out of that? Not getting content for them. Right. So for me, there was no expectation except for, Hey, do what you do. And that's what I told them. I'll do what I do. Let me do me. Give me some great content. Um, show me some great things. Maybe an interview. I'll do the rest. How long were you there? I was there for... I think it was six days. Okay. Yeah. So is there some uh, limit that they say, okay, if, if you came back and filed one story, mm-hmm. would they call you back and go, hey, you know, we expect a little more out of the <clears throat> six days that you, you were there? You know, I, I think I think for a brand, they'll just chalk it up as like, that was our mistake. We should get some better people next time. Um, once again, I, I think that they're smart and, and the people that go understand that they're, they're there to deliver a good message. Um so yeah, I've I've had one company come back and say, "Hey, are you still going to write an article about this?" We talked about this, and there's been times where I slipped up and forgot that you know when you're on a trip, you say, "Hey, I would really like this," and they they remember that, and they're like, "Hey, how come you didn't do the angle of with the you know master distiller or whatever?" It happens, uh, but it's not insulting. Like they don't come back like you know they're not coming back harsh. They just really want to follow up, seeing if you forgot or maybe you're writing, and you're just busy. Right. It happens, but I've never had someone come back in a taxi. You did a horrible job. Why didn't you cover? We gave you all this, <laughs> right? I mean, and if they don't want to invite me back, fine. You know, someone else will, I'm sure. But I, I think I, I really make a point to make them happy. Right. You talk about the social media presence. So 
Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are a given. Mm-hmm. Um, Pinterest, I know nothing about. I'm sure you're on that. I'm sure you're... Uh, and uh, LinkedIn, I get requests. I'm on it. I get requests all the time. <laughs> I've ignored it for two years. Yeah. I don't... It's not my world. So yeah. uh, there's the new one. What's the new... Uh, the live streaming? Periscope. Periscope. I'm big on that. Tell yeah. me about that. What, what is that? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm big. Tell like, an old man what uh, that yeah, is. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm big as in like I'm famous on it, um, but I'm big on using it. Um, for example... First off, Periscope, just so you know, it's one of the competitors out. Twitter just bought it. It's a uh, it's only three months old, I think. Um, so it, this is not Vine? No. No. This is a live streaming app. Okay? So right now, like let's say I had an assistant here with me. I could be live streaming this podcast. They could kind of get a teaser of right. what this is going to be, right? So for example, my best use was I was, in, I was in France recently. I went Paris and south of France. And I, I live streamed. I walked down to the Eiffel Tower, live streamed it. Now, sure, are there people in France using Periscope? Yes. But my followers who know I'm from you know, the US, they know I live in LA, I, that's cool for them to see that, right? So yeah, it's live streaming. And what's cool is comments, they can favorite it, which is like these little heart bubbles, which is kind of cool. You know when people are liking <laughs> what you're doing. You see the number of people following the stream as well as comments popping up a stream so for example someone could say hey i just saw the eiffel tower can you turn around and show me a better picture of it so it's live once again so that's key and people think that they're a part of it right so um it's i, I think live streaming is going to be the next big thing i mean it's it's been out for years right but this is the new hot thing because it's linked to your social media well it seems like the 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 hardest thing about that and any time of live streaming is uh you need a good connection yes right i mean it's got to be spotty it, you know, if you're walking around in a foreign country, it's, I, you better have good coverage. Yeah, no, I agree. I will say this. I was shocked with the amount of bars you can pull it off with. Um, I did it, I think it was like, let's just give an example, like LTE two bars. That's pretty good, I would say, considering that I could live stream, no problem. But I agree with you. Yeah, you do have to have, you know, good coverage, which like if you're in a city, you're good to go. Well, let's talk travel tips then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is your plan, uh, phone plan that you use overseas? Uh, actually I've been lucky enough where a lot of the companies will provide, um, not exactly extended phone service, but will provide like one of those, those MiFi uh, boxes, those, those, um, those like little wireless boxes. I think you're carrying around your own hotspot. Exactly. But I will say this AT&T is what I have in the States. And I think I spend, if I know I'm gonna use a lot of data, which usually I do, um, I'll buy, it's like an extended hundred bucks. It's a hundred dollars, which is kind of a lot, but it gives me like, I think it's like three gigs of data overseas. So, I mean, that's enough for me to build a Snapchat live stream tweet and, you know, not have to worry about my coverage. Snapchat's so, the other one I don't do. Sna- you know what? It's not for everyone. You know what I use? I use it for unboxing because I get a lot of product. Un- oh, right. When unboxing. You- Matter of fact, I did an unboxing this morning. Uh, Jack Link sent me their new Bratwurst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's actually, you know, I'm, fu- I'm excited to try them. But yeah, I just unboxed it. And what's great about it is it's like, you know, I don't know if you know much about it, but Snapchat, for anyone listening doesn't know about it, basically you have what's called a My Story, and it lasts 24 hours. So right now, if I Snapchat right now, from this moment, and I don't know what time it is exactly, let's say 11.15, 11.15 tomorrow, that Snapchat will erase. It's a 24-hour period. But it's cool because it kind of makes the people feel like, once again, they're in the loop, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm Snapchatting, getting on a plane, going to Paris, people are like, oh, Joe's going to be in Paris tomorrow. He's going to Snapchat stuff. But in terms of data, and again... It does use a lot uh, of data, yeah. Yeah, I would think the Periscope has got to use a ton of data. It does, yeah. And and once again, I mean, you know, luckily some people still have the unlimited data plan, even though it gets throttled after you use it. I mean, <laughs> right. They all lie. Um, but I have a theory that I really do think that it's silly to have 
limits, right? I mean, really, they really are capping us off and it's, it's abusive, uh, for people like us that are in media. So I would say in the next, you know, even though they said I got rid of my unlimited plan on AT&T, I was <laughs> grandfathered in like an idiot cause I had Google glass and I thought I was cool. So I thought I would do a tethered plan. Worst decision ever. Um, Google glass. We're all wearing those now. Yeah. Yeah. No, they failed hard. $1,700 down the drain. Uh, but anyways, what I was saying was I think, um, I think they're going to go back to unlimited plans and they're actually in the next couple of years. They have to. I mean, it's we're, we're all using more data than ever before. So what are you doing throttling us? We're just going to get mad and leave you. You know what right. I mean? So the unboxing thing is fascinating to me. This is like uh, they did a study, I guess, recently in uh-huh. YouTube of what the, who's the most yeah. popular person on YouTube. This, yeah, yeah. And then it's a woman who yep. unwraps stuff. Do you know she's an ex-porn star? No. Really? I found that out. She's like in Florida somewhere, right? I, or something. If it's the same girl, and I think it is, recently on a trip I was on, someone said, you know she's an ex-porn star. Genius. That's great. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, her career can only go so far, and yeah. she's doing <laughs> she, By the way, she's making millions. Yes. Millions of dollars. And what is she doing that anybody else is doing? She, she gets product. Is it because it's mostly like children's stuff? Like Disney things, right? You know and- what? It's... I, I really... I wish I could put my finger on it, because I come from the manager. Like, I, I've actually come to the to the point where I'm going to start managing people. So I look at it in that respect of like, how is she making the money? How did she become a genius? And I think it's just YouTube's algorithm was in her favor because unboxing is a huge keyword. Um, I actually haven't watched her videos to be honest. I think I saw one in passing, but I think it's just, people are always looking at product. And if you think about it, if a video gets decent views, it ends up in Google search rank. So when a parent goes to look up some, so-and-so's new toy, She's probably the first one at the bat, and it's probably some dad getting all like, "I gotta subscribe to this girl." You know what I mean? Like, no, seriously. I mean, it's it's a mixture of like parents going to look for something, they see an unboxing, they actually like it, they follow it, and they give it more views, which gives it more boost in algorithm, right? So, I just think it's kind of a genius idea that she started doing and started seeing, you know, an incline in viewership and money coming in. And I'm trying to get the as someone who doesn't like to shop, sure, <laughs> which yeah. I am not your probably target there, but. Uh... I don't get the – are people wanting to see the product come out of the box just as a way of knowing before they buy how I it looks it, when it comes out? I think, or? It, I think it's a mixture of things. A lot of time they're a trusted source. Like like going away from her for a second. But she's I doing have, commentary though, right? She I mean, is doing commentary. Yeah. I, I look at more of the tech guys because I'm more of a tech freak. And I have friends that do the, the, the phone unboxings, for example, or cameras. And I'll tell you – it's not even that. It's it's a mixture of things. They're, they're they're smart people, so they know the brand, right? So, for example, they're not just like unboxing. Hey, check this out. I don't know what this is, but I'll put this over here. No, they're like, all right, guys, look. The, oh, look, it comes with this UV filter, and it also comes with a spare SD card. This is stuff that people people we're in a world now. People don't like reading, right? People don't like people don't even like photos anymore. You know, it used to be like writing. People like writing. Then it was photo heavy. Now it's video heavy. So I think it's just a matter of fact. People like everything spoon fed. And I think when someone, like I said, one of my tech friends are, are talking on the mic, like my friend Lamar Wilson used to be a big tech unboxer and he would just talk and he's kind of funny, but he's a mixture of funny and knowledgeable. And he's also an older guy. So he, he has, you know, people trust his, his, what he has to say, essentially, you know, whatever he, he puts out, people believe in. Right. And I think brands see that. And I think that's where money comes in. And people right. like you who doesn't like to shop, he might have an easy to click link at the bottom for Amazon. And there you go. You just shopped in two seconds and you didn't have to go in the store. So I think that's the appeal. Well, let's keep it on tech and then bring it over to travel because uh, yeah. and you go around the world and then you have to bring you, – you have a camera, mm-hmm. a phone. Uh, do you bring anything else? I, I saw on your site you were reviewing the new uh, GoPro. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, the tiny I, one. It's like it's, it's really the small. The smallest and lightest. So how do you one. like it? Um, it's it's cool. Uh, it, and it's not even out yet. They they did send me one a little early. Um, and it's the smallest and lightest one. So a lot of people, you'll notice actually, a lot of people are are they just handhold it or they have like the little GoPro stick or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, it, the way the way the <clears throat> excuse me GoPro has has made its impact is the quality and just the size, right? Um, you know, not that the GoPros were heavy as is, but they made them even lighter. Um, and for me, I carry a GoPro with me, which I'll probably be carrying this one. I bring my laptop as, and you know, of course you said cameras and it's mostly because, you know, all I need is that and I'm good to go. I can run my whole business because a lot of my stuff is photo driven and video driven. So any brands of, uh, cameras that you can recommend to the folks for great for travel? You know, I've always been a Canon fan, both their DSLR, the professional grade, and then also their, um, point and shoot. I will say, um, I didn't review it, so I can't tell you. For, but I have friends who have people that have transferred from Canon to Sony. Sony has a uh, a camera that's supposed to be just ridiculous quality. It's called the, I think it's the A7S, and they just came out with the second one. And the quality, for example, super low lighting. You know, you could literally I've seen an image in the dark, and somehow it it converted it to like a, a reasonable photo, grainy but a reasonable photo. Um, so that would be the camera I would say if you're going to invest in a big one, like a nice quality professional camera with the A7S Sony. What if I want to do a nice uh, travel camera that's like a step up from a point and shoot, but nothing like it doesn't have to be super pro, but something that like takes good video yeah. and good shots, but you know, I would say I'm not spending thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say I f- I forget the exact name, but Canon created you've heard of the TI series, the T3i or yeah. whatever. I forget the exact number, so don't quote me on that. You just you could probably find it, but it's like Canon T something i and it's supposed to be really small. So it's an SLR style. Um, and does great video, like 1080p, like really nice video. But it, from what I saw it in person, it's really, really tiny. And then you just buy the lenses separately, which, by the way, any lens I have will work on that. You know, so that's what's nice. It's interchangeable. Um, but that you throw in your bag, you wouldn't even know it's there. It's not like mine where, you know, you feel the weight. Right. Yeah. Are you an iPhone guy from the start or were you... Did you waffle back and forth, or I did, are you still with them? Because I worked at Apple, uh, yeah. I will admit I am a fanboy. I, I do do <laughs> Windows stuff, uh, but I will say um, I've had the original iPhone, and I've had that ever since. I've had other phones to review, and I give fair reviews because I do think Android's a great platform, but I will always uh, – I shouldn't say always, but right now I'm, I'm looking to always be an iPhone user because it just works. And it's not because I'm trapped in Apple's game of apps. Everyone <laughs> right. always says, oh, it's hard to switch because of the apps. I'm like, come on, guys. You spent maybe $100 worth of apps. You know, get over it. I mean, it's a hundred dollars. I mean, whether you have that to spend or not, you can do it again on Android if you wanted to switch. Me personally, it just works. It just makes sense for me. So you want to see they- an antique that uh, is going to piss you off? Look at this. <laughs> That's right. No, I remember we talked about. Is that the four S, buddy? Oh, four S is great phone. I am uh, waving the flag still. If it makes I, you feel better. My buddy Lander, who works at Apple, still has that phone still, and he works at Apple. It's, so. it's great. It's you a know, great phone. I, I finally, though, broke down and uh, upgraded the operating system because the apps were starting not to starting work. Not to like work, my yeah. Uber, or whatever, they weren't taking yep. it. And so I updated, I updated it finally, and it's working, but I'm noticing that the battery is just getting sucked dry. Yeah, and I, I will say that, um, and I'll admit it, I have the iPhone 6, not the 6 Plus, not the big guy, um, and the battery is pretty bad especially when you're once again someone like me snapchatting all the time or you know 
it, it's just going to happen, unfortunately. I think I think the iPhone success, which if you're looking to upgrade, is due to come out soon. It's rumored. But I'm, I'm waiting to. I skipped I, the five altogether, so I'm yeah, waiting to the next generation. I'm doing the same for my girlfriend. I told her just wait for the six because she was going to buy one like last week. Like, no, 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 it's coming out very soon. What's and the S going to do that the six? Well, doesn't? here's the funny thing. Most people, sorry, we got, we got all on tech. No, that's not. But you know, uh, tech's a big part of travel. Yeah, though. yeah. Well, here's the deal. So everyone, you know, complains about the battery, right? I will say this: the iPhone 6s. Usually, when they do a 6s up, the the S upgrade. Um, Everyone's always like, oh, it looks the same. Oh, it does the same. Oh, it's just a little upgrade. Apparently, this one's supposed to have a major, major battery increase. And I've seen the leaked photos and the way it's designed. I'm not a, you know, I don't, I don't know how to develop technology like they do. But from the looks of the photo I, I saw from the leaked, it looks like a huge place for a battery. As in, like, they're going to double the battery. So if they do that, that's huge. That's really huge. What about for those of us who take lots of photos on the road? Sure. Is there a camera app that you like that yes. filters and things? Yes, 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 yes. Use – it's called ViscoCam, V-S-C-O. Um, I believe it's free, but you can da- you can buy for like a dollar or two each new filters, which I recommend doing. Trust me, if you ever looked at any of my photos, I do all my editing. And I don't do just filters. I do filters with a mix of my own editing, like contrast, and you could do it all within the app. Um, that's a fantastic app. If you like to do text, like overlays, like you want to put like your handle, let's say like mine would be at Joe's daily over is an app on the iPhone. And I believe, I think they're both on Android as well too, Android and iPhone. Okay. Um, so over and visco cam, visco cam. That's my favorite. All right. A lot of, prof- it's made by photographers for photographers. So even if you're an amateur, it's going to work. Are these free apps or you pay like, a little, I believe both are free. Once again, you pay for upgraded like fonts for over. And then once again, upgraded filters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you got to check that out. Yeah. Do great. they work for a four S? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do not. Well, now that I've upgraded my operating system, yeah, it might. Well, there you go. You might. I actually, I think Forest might be the cutoff. To be honest, can I tell you? I had so I had to upgrade my desktop here, uh-huh. and I had to upgrade to the photos from iPhoto to photos. Oh yeah, I don't like it. You know, it's funny. Um, because of the internet, I used to be a photo like I used to like catalog everything. Now I don't. So for me, it hasn't affected me only because. I put everything online. Like Do you for, not save your I stuff. Don't, I don't, and it sounds so weird because I'm I'm one of those people that I try to be uh, nostalgic. But if I really loved a photo, I probably put my best one on Instagram. So I just go back on there. And sure, there's no search function, right? So like technically, to go find a photo from a year ago, it's going to take a while. But if it's a photo I absolutely loved, I know I shared it somewhere, like Facebook or Instagram or Google Plus. So, which by the way, a little more tech talk, really quick, especially for travelers, Google Plus. Um, their photo, or I should say Google photos has just upgraded where you could put, I think it's like almost like 10 gigabytes of, of photos in the cloud, high quality photo. Yeah. So that's another place. If you want to start storing your photos there, just an idea like photos, you don't want to ever lose. Yeah. Just put it on Google's cloud. I'm thinking of doing that, but then I have so many old ones that I need to scan. Yeah. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. And, but I'm thinking about it because it's like, I'm, uh, I've been doing this purge in my house Yeah. and realizing it's just like uh, old photos. Mm. Once I and I want to do that for I tell people to do this with their parents. I go back to my mom's place mm-hmm. and she's got all these old photos that are starting to deteriorate. Yeah, and they're going to get lost. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like if, I think their services you can send them to like they have these super speedy scanners. That right. But you got to trust that you know you're going to mail off your family, you know, grandma's yeah. Russian photos. Yeah. <laughs> from, yeah. You better hope that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So we'll go. You've been to Sweden. Mm-hmm. You're. Thoughts of it before you went, and how did they match up with what you saw? 
Uh, honestly, all my thoughts were tall, I, beautiful, I, blonde people. That yeah, that and that they did live up to that. They do um, have that. Yeah, they that do is have true. that. My friend uh, who actually lives here now, um, she, her family lives in Stockholm. I mean, I only knew from what she told me because I told her, like, hey, I'm going. She's like, oh, I'll go here and visit my family's business, blah, blah, blah. So I don't really know much. I mean, I just knew from photos and, you know, um, I always laugh because I think Will Ferrell has a place there. I think his wife's Swedish or something. And he, <laughs> like, their, their family goes every summer. So that's all I knew about it. It's just like little quirky things. Um, but I will say, like, the whole, like, beautiful women, I did hear the food's great and the food was phenomenal. And um, everyone was really friendly. That was another thing I heard, too. I've always heard, like, you go there and everyone's nice to you. doesn't matter where you're from. They're nice to you. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And everyone was. I mean, everyone from down to the Uber driver. I mean, we had an Uber taxi in Stockholm. Guy was the sweetest guy in the world. Like, all he wanted to do was talk. talk and he, that's on his job. You know, he just was being nice. Well, I'm going to go there this summer, so it's good to know that so they have Uber. They do have Uber. Uh, I, we only took an Uber taxi, which was, uh, sorry, a taxi boat. Sorry, I keep saying taxi. I meant to say an Uber boat. It was an Uber taxi boat. Oh, yeah? Which is so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, we went to the Warhol exhibit from there, from our hotel. It was crazy. And we did it from, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we're on a boat. And they're like, yeah, there's an Uber. I'm like, what? I've never heard of an Uber boat. So sorry, I said Uber taxi before I meant to say That's boat. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, they should have Uber, like just like every other like major city, like Paris does too. And Stock, yeah. Stockholm uh, sightseeing recommendations. I hate to say I didn't. <sighs> well, how was the museum? You went to a Warhol museum? Well, here's the deal. I was in Aarhus so long that when we got to Stockholm, it was a mad dash hotel. I don't remember the hotel name. I have to look back at my notes. Um, but we went to the, the Warhol Museum, and it was so fast because it was part of their, their Warhol um, absolute uh, bottle. Oh, okay. So that was, to be honest, and that was right before my flight. So I, it was such a mad dash. I don't remember the name of the, I could find it all for you guys later. Sorry. I know it's kind of lame <laughs> for the podcast, but, um, maybe I can give you the link to send up, but right. well, website. here's the one downside. I know that I'm worried about when I'm going this mm-hmm. summer to Scandinavia, it's uh pricey. Oh, is it? Oh, see, you didn't pay for anything when you were there. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. See, you don't know. <laughs> well, trust me, it is. Yeah. So no, we'll heard. find out. I'll, I'll tell you all about it when I get back. But okay. So you've been to Sweden recently. Any other big trips that you've uh, taken in the past year? <sighs> well, or what was your best? Give us your best trip. I think press trip wise. I mean, very fortunate for all. Like you said, we don't pay. So it's, it's a very amazing, it's an amazing experience. I would say my, my two favorite was before the Sweden was Berlin, Germany, um, with, uh, BMW, um, for two reasons. One, it was my first time in Germany. Uh, but also I was driving a very expensive BMW around Berlin from East to West. And if you've ever been to Berlin or you haven't been to Berlin, I should say East to West polar opposite and it's amazing oh, i mean yeah. it's amazing you literally drive through black and white to color it's crazy um well, i was there the last summer of the wall oh really yeah i got to see real east berlin oh, i wow. mean only in like the place by the entrance i went through checkpoint charlie the yeah. whole deal and they told me they kept that place nicer so the tourists would see the nicer part yes. of it. yes but it was uh it was night and day it was really poor let me tell you a little story Do we have time for a little yeah. story here uh, I stayed in, um, and sorry if I pronounced this wrong for anyone from Germany, Kreuzberg, Kreuzberg. Um, that's where I stayed and that's more of the artsy area. So what I wanted to say first off was they put me in this guy named Frank Diddle. He's an amazing architect. I got to stay at his, 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 his place. It's a, what's called a car loft where you drive the car into an elevator and it goes up to the apartment. Yes, I've seen these. I did that. I'll have to show you the blog post so you can see the photos. It took. So it lets you out uh, in it, front of the door. You drive into this elevator. It basically looks like an elevator, but huge. You drive the car in. It goes up to the third floor, which is where I was at. 
it parks in his balcony. That's it. And then the apartment was just gorgeous. It was one of the most beautiful apartments I've ever been in. It's huge. I got to stay there for the whole week, which was just surreal because I'm like, okay, guys, like usually when you go on media trips, there's like 20 of us, 10 of us maybe. It was just me um, in this lot. It was wow. literally just me. Um, so that was the first story. The second story, which you were mentioning kind of east to west, you can kind of see it. Just so people, if you ever go to Berlin, don't be scared by this. But just know on certain sections, they don't like – I think it was the east side specifically. They don't like newcomers including new buildings. They're very old school. Like if there's a new building, which by the way, this car loft is a new building and it shows everything looks beautiful and historic, right? The car loft didn't stick out like a sore thumb. I mean, it was new looking, right? But let's just say the locals didn't like it. There was the front glass was shattered because someone just broke the glass. Not to mention I was out in the morning waiting for my, my pickup and an old man didn't look homely. He wasn't homeless or nothing. Walking by, he just stops, looks at it spits on it and walks away. And I was like, it was so funny. Cause when I said it to my <laughs> local Berlin, like tour guide, he just laughed. He goes, yeah, it's cause they don't like newbies coming in. I was like, really? So sorry. That's my story. I had to say <laughs> that because you really do see the East to West transition and they do not like it in the old school. Like West is all new and it's got like the like political. Oh, building. Yeah. It's got all this new stuff, right? East is all old school and they do not like new things coming that's in interesting. at all. Well, yeah. it's like how I don't see how a car elevator it seems so inefficient. Why? Why not? How is that better than building a garage? I underneath. No, I agree. Um, <laughs> it just I, seems I really, like completely wasteful. I really think it's it's got to be just a, an architect, like art, architectural, like uh, yeah. I don't know, just like an art, an art piece, almost literally, mm-hmm. because the whole building was gorgeous. Like every, you could tell every floor right. was different. I don't really know what else to say other than that. Is that Sounds like our buddy, the architect, was uh, maybe a little masturbatory. On yeah, his part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. You could see his work. You can see. I mean, he had his books all over the place, which was right. kind of, But he might have did that for me, honestly, because I was going to write about him. But uh, he might have been a little full of himself. But definitely, <laughs> if you saw his work, you might be like, okay, I get why you're like that. Right, right. <laughs> so BMW takes you there. They yeah. didn't let you go on the Autobahn. You know what's funny? Uh, we we didn't go on the Autobahn, and oh. it wasn't because it w- it wasn't really about that. It was more of a lifestyle trip. It wasn't about like test drive the car. It was really like show off the car. And take some cool photos of it. It was really social media. Driven. That's a good trip. Yeah, no, I mean, I was once again very, very lucky to be able to experience that. That was something I would never be able to experience. And Berlin, one of the hottest, trendiest cities in Europe now. It was, it was fun. I mean, grabbing a beer from the convenience, you know, walking down to the local bar, you know, everyone just once again super friendly um, and uh, very welcoming and just really cool vibe. Like everyone was like out and about having a good time. Right. Even what I found days. about like uh, Berlin, it was, it was kind of. Like in a, like L A in a way that it's so spread out, yeah. And there's not like one main downtown people go to and right. gather. It's like you got to go to this neighborhood and then you go across town, right, to that right. one and right. stuff. Did you find it that way? No, absolutely. Yeah. Once again, I was somewhat being sheltered. I mean, I did explore on foot. You know, I, I went to a couple places to have like coffee or something. Um, but it's very spread out. You're right. It's you hit it on the head. It's just like L A. Like you don't really see. <laughs> you can definitely see there's different parts of cities you hang out in. And that's how LA is. Like people love Santa Monica. People love Brentwood, you know, and you just stay there. But at least they have usable public transportation, which is nice. Well, that's yeah. no offense to BMW, but yeah, they have no. those too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I like how Mercedes are the cabs. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. 
Oh, this is nice. I'm in a Mercedes Texas. I actually forget the name of it. It's kind of like it's a car to go type. It might be car to go. Anyways, it's it's their version of that, and and it's all BMW by the way. It's oh. all it's actually Mini Coopers, but it, you know BMW owns Mini. Um, so uh, that was kind of cool. So I didn't ever do it. My my driver did, but he was always kind of picking up cars. We get in it, use the app, and you just go away. It's kind of like they have something like that in LA. I forget what it's called here. It might be car to go, but it was. Uh, all BMW driven. So. so did you just ride around in a BMW, pull up to a place and say, hey, I want to take a photo of the car here. And then you get out. We actually a had a photographer that was touring us around and taking the photos for us. We did some of our own. We actually stopped because it was lifestyle fashion driven. We actually stopped at um, uh, a couple um, open houses of these, these uh, uh, what do you call them? Fashion. I can't even think right now. Anyways, mm-hmm. fashion labels. And uh, we, we took their models out in front of the car and shot them. It was kind of cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. I think her name was Alex Kirk. I can't pronounce her last name, but um, I have her on email. She was pretty cool. So uh, Berlin was one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. What was another one? You said there was uh, another one. I think uh, my first ever France trip, which is actually was Cognac France with Martel. Ooh. Martel Cognac. Uh, it was for their uh, Martel um, Premier Voyage. 300th anniversary edition, $10,000 a bottle, and we got to be the first to taste it. Amazing. What's a $10,000 bottle of wine taste like? <sighs> well, it's cognac. Oh, or cognac. Anything. Con- yeah, 10,000-year-old right. anything. Uh, I will say this. I, d- I couldn't tell you it tastes like... T- it tastes I know. Very, I don't know anything about good. cognac. Yeah, right. It could have been... Me neither. I didn't... It could have really given me some Remy trip. Martin and told yeah. me it was... Yeah. But no, it was... You know what it was? It was really about the act of... You could tell collectors, the ones that can afford it, it's all about the act of it's like where it came from the barrels the story it was really the story um and honestly i would just say it was an amazing because you know we got to stay at martel's private chateau like the family chateau oh, we the got countryside a bottle. And, wow. yeah i mean you literally open the, the door to the win- the window you know and there's deer just you know and the chefs come out you i it was like it was like it was all planned for me i opened the window at seven in the morning chefs are feeding the deer um and they gave us a bottle everyone that stayed at the chateau which was like i think it was 30 of us um, got a bottle of you can only get this cognac from the family if you stayed at the chateau. So it's kind of like I already drank it, but uh, <laughs> but no, it was like it was kind of an honor because like you not many people stay there, and it's usually yeah. for these types of events. So maybe only a hundred a year maybe stay at this this place. So that was kind of unique, and it just it was a unique experience. That's really what it comes down to is meeting you know um, meeting the people creating the 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 cognac and. And the story of it all, and you know, just experience. Have you ever uh, said to them, "Hey, I you know I got a girlfriend. Can I bring her along?" Or... Uh, She's benefited in other ways. She gets a lot of free she, stuff. She gets a lot of free liquor and free stuff. <laughs> um, but not, but no, I mean, not on that trip. Right. Not on those trips. The European trips, no, not yet, at least. Um, I will say that like we just went to vegas together with bud right. light so i mean she definitely gets to do quite a bit of cool things like oh for example this this week we're going to la galaxy on saturday with guinness oh, and she's fun. going along sure it's in la it's in carson uh but they're picking us up in a car you know they're taking well, I'm sure they have like a there's a skybox or something there right oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, not to great. mention we'll have like a kind of not a media pass exactly but you know something to walk around the field uh you know whenever and you know have more access basically but i mean so she gets a lot of cool stuff and she gets her blog going I can start pitching her to go along. <laughs> well, what's going to be her angle on Life's, her blog? Women's life. Well, oh, women's I, I don't want to say women's life. Lifestyle and, and travel. Very Josephine's similar. Daily. Exactly. <laughs> She's going to be part of the Joe's Daily Network. You oh, I'm sure she that. will be. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, do you have upcoming trips coming up? Or? Actually, nothing um, substantial besides some family trips, which I love. But um, I'm going um, next week. I'm going to my first time in Minnesota. Oh, which part? 
Minneapolis. Uh, with you're going to be surprised. It's a cool town. I've heard. I have a. It's a very cool town. I'm going with Hyundai. Oh, great! Test driving there, uh, 2016 uh, Tucson. So um, a lot of car trips, a lot of car and liquor trips, uh, and uh, just just that for now. But you know what? Things pop up. Literally, going back to the Sweden one really quick. That happened. That trip got planned while I was in France, and it was a week before. Oh, so it was literally like, hey, by the way, we want you. Absolute wants you. So did my you fly point, all the way back and then turn around and go all the way back? I did only because I had meetings in LA oh. that were like money driven, you know, brand deals. I yeah, had I to be there. You know, I, I couldn't pass it up. So and it's okay. I mean, to be honest, it gave me miles. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, I'm a mile fanatic. Absolutely. <laughs> Platinum me on too. Delta. <laughs> me too. Um, do you, so did they fly you business? Yes. Oh, that's and even I, better. I will say this. I will say this. And, you know, call me a diva, but I refuse to go more than eight hours without business class. Ah, you've been ruined. No, I have. But And I'm small. I'm a small guy. For those listening, I'm a small dude. But I'll be honest with you. I went on one trip, and I'll tell you why. I went on one trip. It was not business. Being a small guy or not, I was miserable. Not because the flight was bad. Not that – and it was it – was, it, was, uh, it was British Airways, which I think are you know, not bad. Decent food, whatever. I was just not comfortable. When I got off the plane, I was a disaster. I was literally useless. Um, and I can tell you, when I'm not that, I work harder, I work faster, and I'm just more productive. And I told the brand, I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm exhausted. I need, a, I need a break. And they were trying to like – it was all fun stuff. It was like eating from an amazing chef. But I was so tired, I almost fell asleep at the table. Like, do you want that or do you want me to be active, right? So now I don't refuse, but I just give them, I give them a good pitch. I'm like, listen, guys, this is why I need it if you're not offering it. I promise you it will be better. And then they always say yes. That's Every great. time, Brent says yes. So like our trip to uh, Seattle and the Rocky Mountaineer, what did you post from that? And uh, was what was the reaction? I will say I'm sorry that I haven't posted my blog post yet. But I will say they did compliment my social media. Okay. Um, I posted a lot on Snapchat. I yeah, you were always doing stuff while yeah, we were there. Yeah, you saw me always doing stuff. I posted some really great photos. Matter of fact, they use, they're going to use one of my photos in a, in a pamphlet or something, um, which is kind of cool. Um, so I will say the interaction level was great, like in the sense of my fans. I, I hate, sorry, I'll call them followers. I hate calling them fans. <laughs> followers, because that just sounds yeah. so bad. Sorry, my followers. A lot of them were like, oh, I'm from Canada, and I've always heard great things about the trip, which is an awesome thing, because I'm sure they want their locals to do it, right? Um, and then I, a lot of people were like, I didn't know this existed. you know. So I got a lot of that, um, specifically on Snapchat, actually. I, you know, Even though the, the story expires in 24 hours, people were sending me Snapchat saying, like, oh, my God, like – that sounds like such a fun trip. How much does it cost? They were really curious about it. So um, I think the interaction level was at, at an all-time high because people were really excited to see what I was doing and how it was, you know, what what the experience as a whole was and how maybe they can experience it themselves. As someone who works uh, in an instant kind of uh, media thing, mm-hmm. you're always posting constantly all day sure. long. Um, did it kill you that there was no Wi-Fi on the train. <laughs> Were you one of those guys? Because oh, there was man. a lot of the journalists. Oh, they went. Up, what do you mean? There's no Wi-Fi. In the, I, I liked it. I kind of liked shutting off for a little Listen, bit. You know? Truthfully, I liked it. I, I did like it. I did complain. Um, I, I did not complain in the sense it was not constructive criticism, um, <laughs> and I was very polite about it. I even you know I became you know you become friends with the agency people. Um, I told her I'm like, you know, one of them in particular. I was talking to a lot. I'm like, you know, this was an amazing trip, an amazing experience. But you got to understand that people want to share and it's going to benefit the brand. And they were like, no, we know. We even thought – matter of fact, I even heard 
uh, them say out loud, and they shouldn't have said it because I was right near them, but they were like, maybe next time we should get Wi-Fi boxes. And I was like, yes, because all of us would rush off. And I'm not kidding. It was a funny scene. Anyone that was like a social media fanatic like me, I was the first one off the bus or the train, I should say. I was the first one at the hotel to get the Wi-Fi. And it's because I, you got to understand, like we want to post and we can't mad dash and post all at once, right? We try to spread out what well, we needed to post. And, you know, you can't rush us into posting, you know, all at once. And it kind of ended up like that, you know? Right. So you were, these were like eight hour days on the train. Yeah. Is that the longest you've gone without Wi-Fi? No, I mean, I've been on. <laughs> Other than a of plane. Course, of course, planes. Yeah. No, I mean, I've been on more and I, you know, I've, I've been on like hiking trips where I'm like, all right, I'm shutting off. I'll take some photos, but I'll shut off. But, um, but no, I mean, it, like I said, it wasn't killer. It just, it would have been nice if we were able to have a little bit more posting time, even if it was blocks of time. Like, all right, guys, we have an hour. We're going to turn on the Wi-Fi if you need to post, stuff like that. Well, here's the downside of uh, modern media and mm-hmm. like a job like yours. Um, traditionally, people would go to work, mm-hmm. and they came home, and they could leave their work behind. And so the downside is, yes, I can work from anywhere mm-hmm. nowadays, but you're always working. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, is there a balance that you have to find that you go, okay, I'm shutting off for the weekend? Sure. Like even. Or have you shut off for too long and your followers go, hey, where the hell, what happened to you? Yeah. Are you okay? Well, I will say this. I like what I do. It actually is not a burden. Um, matter of fact, I felt like when I, even when I was in a job with the whole, you know, you go home Monday through Friday and you're, you shut it off, I didn't shut it off. More pay usually always means you don't shut off your job. The difference with that was I said, I want a job that I don't want to shut it off. Like, I literally don't. Um, I do try to shut off after a certain time just for my girlfriend's sake. <laughs> um, but even then, she 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 respects what I do, and she actually thinks it's like an attractive quality to be hustling, right? Uh, and I think for me, you know, for me to tweet, it's not a big deal. If I'm watching a show, it's okay to tweet, and people like that, and you know. I, I, I don't have a balance per se. I would say weekends, I'm very easy on it. Like I don't blog post. I will if it's something really fun and I think I want to share it. But most, most people shut off on weekends anyways, right? Even the bigger publications. So for me, it's weekends are kind of off limits. And after six, I slow down. But if there's something that pops up that's newsworthy and I really want to post... I get approval from her and I post it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, no, but you know, we cook dinner, we do the normal couple stuff, right. you know, and I, I bring up her because, you know, that is a big deal with business, right? You, you know, your girlfriend, your wife, whoever. Um, if I had kids, which I don't plan on having anytime soon, but even then I feel like I'm going to have more time to spend with them because I do work from home. You know what I mean? I don't shut it off, but I, I, throughout the day I take breaks and I do that for the appropriate times and needed, you know? And I guess maybe it is a generational thing at some point, sure. but there is something about that depresses me when I walk by a restaurant and there's yeah. a couple sitting there and they're both on their phones staring into it. I will say, that, okay, sorry, you made a good point. I should have touched base on that. Um, am I the person that takes a photo of their food? Yes and no. Uh, <laughs> I am if it's, if it's going to be, you know, I'm smart about my brand. I'm not stupid. If I, if I, if I tag a brand, I know they're going to see it, right? But to a certain point, I don't let it ruin my dinner. You yeah. know what I mean? Trust me. Like we don't – I make sure not to do that because, I mean, that is annoying. And I agree with you 100%. If I see a family, especially families these days. Yeah, the kids. The kid with the iPad, the, the, both kids with iPads. It's like, come on. Really? You guys can't talk to your kids? The most amazing thing I saw the other day was I saw a kid 
playing with a Hot Wheel. I almost flipped out because I was wow, like, oh, my toy. God. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, he doesn't have an iPhone. I complimented the parent. I'm like, hey, good for you giving them a, you know, a toy like that. And she said, yeah, I know. We try to do that and limit the, uh, the digital stuff for the weekends maybe for them. I well, like, oh. I think my uh, – I, I worry about this in, in some ways when I see my nephew who's like 12, 13 now mm-hmm. and my niece who's seven. Actually, he's actually 13. I don't know why he's – I know his age. Um, <laughs> but we used to take long car my, – my family didn't travel that much. We traveled, but not flying. We mm-hmm. drove everywhere mm-hmm. growing up. We didn't have the money to fly. I didn't leave the country until I was 21. Same. Same. But um, it was you know pre-phones, uh, pre-internet uh, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So there was not much to do. And you stared out the window. Right. And yeah, it was boring, but you were also curious. I would right. see the country go by and I'd see a house on the side of the road in like right. in a place that was completely different than mine, like in the, a swamp in Florida, and I'm like, "Wow, oh, wow, who lives there? What right. what does he do?" Who's And now I take rides with my niece and nephew and they're on their like you said on their iPad, he's playing a game in the back or he's doing right. and he looks up every five minutes, are we there? No, and then he's down and he doesn't see any of it. Mm. So I'm wondering if they're gonna have the curiosity that led me to travel so much. Right, right. You know, and I hope they do, but I don't know. I I agree with you a lot. I mean I boredom I, makes you do stuff. Yeah. No, you know absolutely. What I mean? <laughs> absolutely. It creates bands, it creates uh right. art. You know, uh, writing. Yeah. You know, we are in a weird bubble right now um, because what I've noticed is, you know, you got a lot of the kids that see other people making money off YouTube, for example, and they're like, oh, they're just being themselves and blah, blah, blah. And that's great. And I'm, I'm all for that. I have friends making a killing and they're doing great and they're, you know, they're, they're motivating kids, right? Or adults for that matter. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you 100%. It is a problem because what's going to happen when that bubble bursts? And too many people are doing it, which is already kind of happening. Too many people are doing it. And then they're going to be, okay, so I have this digital device that I'm addicted to, literally addicted to, but I can't make money off of it. And I think, and I'm not saying that that's what your 13 year old nephew is thinking of, but it, that's how I think. Cause I think business and what are people, what's the next you know, entrepreneur is going to look like, right? I don't know. Cause I mean, you, you just don't know. And you, like you said, you walk by a restaurant, you see these people just not even talking to the kids, but they're engulfed in their iPads playing candy crush or something. It's like, well, I don't know what's going to happen to those kids in a couple of years when they can't do anything for themselves. <laughs> right. Unless they're uh, looking at Joe's daily. Well, and of then course, it's in fine. that case, if going, yeah, then it's perfect. <laughs> the whole entire family could be looking at it. So when you look down in the future, yeah. as we wrap it up here and Oh, like one thing I wanted to ask you sure. about travel bring you back to brands and things like that. We talked about the phone, a uh, good camera, um, some other good travel apps that you like, and uh, uh, luggage, anything like that. What is there something you can't leave on a trip without? A doodad, a gadget, other than those things? Uh, to, uh, yeah, I mean, a, kind of a mixture. Battery of chargers, My, I'm sure you need. I will say this, for anyone that's looking to get into what we do, um, I would say get American Express Platinum Card. Um, I'll tell you why. Obviously, MX is a great company for travel. It's a great company in general. Um, they have a lot of benefits. My biggest benefit is TSA PreCheck. Yeah, um, I, I went through all that. I paid oh, that. Yeah. I got the uh, global entry. Yep. Have you done the global entry? I have not. Oh, you haven't? Well, best hundred dollars I ever spent. I'll have to explain that to you. So first off, just so everyone knows, the reason I'm recommending MX Platinum specifically is they pay for your global entry in TSA. Yeah, PreCheck. a number of uh, they, they cards are doing it. that now. Not to mention. Um, they also, which I love is 
they let you put in a, you get $200, I think it's $200 worth of an airline credit. So for example, I'm a Delta fan. That's what I've been using. I'm platinum now. Um, they give you $200. So when I'm in the air, if I buy a sandwich, I buy anything, it's, it gets automatic with that card. It automatically gets refunded. So for me, that's a huge thing. Not to mention it gets me in Delta Sky Club. The lounges. Are, gets are the me other. priority. Oops, sorry. sorry. Priority <laughs> select Delta Sky Club. So there's a lot of bonuses there. Um, as but there for, is a fee. I think they're like 450 bucks. It's 400 or bucks a, a month. But for me, a year, a year yeah. for me though, it has been paid off like every year within the first. And once again, I do travel a lot, but if you get in this business, you're going to be traveling a lot too. Um, it pays off. Uh, mine's a business card. So I tax write offs, but honestly, it's just, it's my, it's my lifesaver. Um, I'm trying to think what else I would say traveling was, I would say, um, yeah, oh, but- just learn to check. Like a lot of people do these week long travels. They think, I know, I know women have supplies they need and I totally understand that. But I, you know, if you've ever watched George Clooney and up in the air, just watch, actually, you know what? That's my tool. Watch that. I love that movie. He's a point fanatic. Like I am. He's all about the points. Trust me. They pay packing light, packing light, you know, and I'll tell you, it's so it's less stressful. If you have TSA pre-check, you have Amex platinum and you pack light, you are doing it right. Literally. You never have to get there early. You get in and out. There's no stress. And I'll tell you, the worst downside, I'm not jaded from travel because I'm not stressed ever. <laughs> I get there, and it's actually like a, a, a fun zone for me. I go to the lounge. I relax. I drink a drink, have a cocktail or two maybe, and <laughs> and then I get on my flight, and I have a good time. It's all about you know relaxation. So How have you not done the global entry? Okay, so really, I'll make that story quick. Are I you on a, some enemy list of some no, sort? No, 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 no. Here's the funny thing. I didn't realize that the Amex covered global entry. And I also, sorry, I also didn't realize global entry automatically gave you pre-check. I did not realize yeah, People that. don't know that's two different things. And but it, exactly. One covers, there's no reason not to get global. I mean, a friend of mine just got T- TSA pre-check. Yeah. She went through the whole thing. And then I said, oh, you got the global entry. She goes, no, I got TSA pre-check. I was like, oh. Yeah. For like, I think it's like the same amount, isn't it? Or maybe like $15 I more. Think, I think it's 75 for TSA pre-check. Yeah. So you pay a little more, but you get both. I agree, hundred percent, idiot. Let me tell you, and they why. don't tell. They don't. They're not really clear. They don't. No, it hasn't affected me, and I've been lucky because of this. <laughs> Here's my diva. Um, because I get business, global entry doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Well, getting back in the country. No, it's getting back in. But, because when you land at LAX and there's that huge line for the passport, right, you right. just go right to the kiosk and bing, yeah, and five minutes. Gone. So that's so that's, that's something huge. I'm working on. Yeah, I mean, luckily I, I've been I've been good. Like it hasn't been a struggle. But I agree. I but when you it. come home from that long flight and you just want to get home, <laughs> you just want it get saved home. me between because not only is a shorter line for the passport, right? There's a shorter line for the customs. Exactly. There's, and that has saved me, you know, an hour. Yeah. Before you know, by the time. I'm home already, but and some people are still in line. Oh, absolutely! I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, no, that's insane. And that's a nice thing. Absolutely. That's worth a hundred bucks. Absolutely, right there. And it's five years. Is it global entry yeah, five yeah, years too? It's five years. You got to re re up it. Yeah. But I mean, my you go down for your interview, mm-hmm. fill it out online, and yep. then you go down for your live interview. But the live interview, there is a wait. Um, sometimes up to three months because they're so backlogged. I but the I, interview takes like five minutes. Oh I mean, yeah, it was nothing. They fingerprint you or whatever, and you're done. Yeah, because I, I got to get a gold watch. And now that I'm TSA preaching, maybe they'll make it go through faster. Who knows? Yeah, get your magic credit card to pay for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know if I already spent it. Either way, I'll pay for it. It's worth it. <laughs> so you're heading to uh, Minneapolis. That'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, yeah. Good town. Yeah, I'm excited. And to go. you're going in the right time of year, summer. Right. Don't right. go in the winter. No, that's it's what brutal. I've been told. Yeah, it's all my brutal. friends from there. They're like, do not go down the winter. <laughs> <No>, I'm <laughs> from Chicago. Believe me. Um, so, if you had a dream destination, 
Where would it be? A dream destination. Like your dream trip. You could put it together. <sighs> you know, I don't know why I'm coming to this. And maybe it's just because I, I haven't thought about it much because I get these amazing trips happen at random. I want to say Ireland. Really? I, I just, just took my mom there in October. Oh, really? Yeah. Then I, I'm going to hit you up when I know that's happening. Because I think it's... You know, it's funny. If you ask me, like, where do you want to go? I don't know. I just... Every time I see the the scenery there, I just want to, like, just go walk around and take photos and just enjoy it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, you're already in with Guinness. Yeah, well... And I, they run me, Ireland. Believe trust me. Trust me. I have a few contacts with, <laughs> with Jameson and Guinness. And I'm like, you guys You got the two big ones there. right there. <laughs> I drove by the Bushmills plant up in Northern oh. Ireland, too. So oh, if you can cool. get up to Northern Ireland, it's really interesting. Really That's cool. cool. Belfast How, is a cool city. Well, were you there for a couple of weeks or... Uh, Ten days. Oh, wow. It's not that big of a place. You can see a lot. You can almost... We did a lap around the whole... Oh, wow. It's the size of Indiana. I mean, it's not that big. Oh, wow. Okay. So you can see a lot in, uh, in a week, even. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's just beautiful. I'll plan on that then. Yeah, and it's really uh, the people are really nice. And, yeah, you yeah. know, and it's it's not a big cultural shock. Right. But if you go in July and August again, it's peak season and you're going to be crowded. But cool. Um. Yeah. Recommend you'd be you'd love it. Yeah. You'd love it's, it. It's 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 definitely on my radar. So still haven't been to like South America or Australia or nope. Oh man! I, like I said, we'll get you there. Well, actually, really quick, I'll just say what you said. Kind of, you know, you didn't travel till you're 21, right? I probably didn't. My first trip ever to Europe was a business trip. Mm-hmm. Once again, had a blast. Didn't feel nice business. way to go through. First time ever. The reason why I haven't booked my own yet with like my girlfriend and myself is just because I love what I do, and it might come up next week, right. next month, next year. So it's not that I'm trying to save my money and I'm cheap. It's not that I've got the miles, I've got the money. I just why do it when I can be chauffeured around with the the professionals? You know what I mean. So. It's a dream of mine, and like I said, I started traveling late, like you did. Like I, the most I ever did was Florida for Disney World. Yeah. That was it. My my family doesn't like traveling. I'm the only one. Where did you grow up? I grew up in New Hampshire. Oh, okay. Yeah, Massachusetts too. Both I areas. finally went there for the first time. Oh, okay. There was about five states I hadn't been to mm-hmm. a few years ago, and three of them were Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont. Oh, we talked about this. Actually. So I rented yeah, a car right. and drove up. That's there. awesome. That was cool. Yeah, it's a cool. fun fun area. Fun New England's cool. It yeah. is cool. It was cool growing up there. Oh, it's, it's got to be beautiful. Yeah. Um, Finally, what when you look at a business mm-hmm. and a and a lifestyle basically that didn't exist twenty years ago sure. that you're doing right now, where do you see your business and uh, sites like yours headed in the future, and where do you think it's going? That's a good question. I mean, that's something I think about a lot because I don't want to be you know that guy that's like, all right, I had my five years of success now. Like people be, could be calling you old media, yeah. in twenty years. Yeah, no, you seriously. Know what I mean? Um, well, here's here's the thing. I, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't have predictions. I mean, I, I will say, like, I've already told you what I think the latest and hottest is, is Snapchat and, and live streaming, like Periscope and Meerkat or whatever. But I think truthfully for me, it's it's building, the continuing to build relationships. That's what's made me the money to survive and, and to grow my business. So for me, I, I think it's it, the tips I would give for my own self and someone I would be you know mentoring would be stay up to date on everything. Just like I'm telling you, Periscope's the hottest thing right now. Stay up to date on everything and build relationships constantly um, because you don't know what's going to change. Because, like, really, where else can it go? You got internet. Well, what's next is, is in person? I mean, like, can yeah. holog- hologram, <laughs> like, a hologram of, of you talking to someone? Like, what, what would you do next? Like, really, what, what would it be? So all we can hope is that it adapts and it continues to thrive. And right now, at least on my side, I can genuinely say over the last couple of years, I've seen like a 300% increase. 
um, both financially and, and interactivity of, of both my brand and, and how people are contacting me, right? So if that continues on that path and I'm smart with my money and how I invest it and where I go with it, you know, it could, should continue to be fun and enjoyable and a good business to, to, to grow. What about television? What do you think that's going to go? I don't. Th- I ask as someone who's been in it for, for a yeah, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you worry, you know. And I, mean, I think, I mean, my prediction was always it's, and it's starting to happen. Yeah. Is that these cable companies who've got a lock on thing are, are, right. are doomed. Right. Because, uh, you know, as, especially under 30, People mm-hmm. don't, they don't watch what they watch. They watch it all on mobile screens. I know? haven't had cable television for five years. Yeah. I have Netflix, Hulu Plus, and HBO Go. Um, that is a great question. And actually, to bring it back a little bit about me or what we do, I wouldn't mind going to television in the sense of like doing a Netflix series of travel. Now, like I said, I'm not the most, I'm not a guy to tell you about the best wine. I'm not, I'm more about the, the showing it off, right? Yeah. YouTube does that well. I think everything's going to go to Netflix and, and those types of services. I really do. I think Time Warner is probably going to do something. I, someone like them or Comcast or whatever, they're going to have to do some kind of like monthly subscription service for their for their stuff. It just doesn't work anymore having 500 channels, right? No one wants that. They want what they want. They want Netflix. They want you know HBO Go series. You know, like Game of Thrones. You know, they want that stuff. Um, and I think for us in the lifestyle travel world or whatever, it's going to be having exclusive places to put our content. Um, and that might be, it's going to be video form. I think, I think that's going to be, cause people, that's why YouTube works so well for people, you know? Right. And our is. internet, uh, we pay more for internet that's slower than many countries. I know. I that's Japan annoying. Super fast. Yeah. You go to like poorer countries yeah. in Asia yeah. and I'll get super fast Wi-Fi. Well, we have a problem here. We're throttled oh, yeah. a lot, a lot. It's a monopoly on yeah. the, on the providers. Oh no, it's ridiculous. Like it's it's really I mean, have you ever tried calling Time Warner before? No, I I can't even <laughs> Don't bother. Just fix it yourself. It's <laughs> worth it. Trust me. I'll crawl under the house, yeah, start yeah. start hooking wires. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've it's ugh. This has been tech talk here. <laughs> um well, I've, uh, thanks, man. I really appreciate yeah, yeah. you coming. I've learned a lot today. Well, good. I'm I'm glad. No, it's fun to kind of talk and sometimes you forget uh what you do until you actually talk with someone about right. it. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. Um, give us the uh, websites, and uh, if you want to give any other things cool. you want to plug right now. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, everything's Joe's Daily, so it's you know just like it sounds, J-O-E-S, Daily, like Daily News. Uh, so joesdaily.com. Uh, you can find me everywhere, Snapchat, Twitter, uh, Facebook, anything you probably are on, I'm on it. Um, I will say there's one... That's not Joe's Daily. It's called Men's.Magazine, which is my Instagram. That's my second Instagram. Of course, I have a Joe's Daily one, too. Um, and that's more just men's-focused content that I wanted to do on the side, and it grew, actually, to 130,000-plus followers. Um, so that's another one. But that has a lot of travel, car, and fashion. It's kind of fun. Other than that, yeah, everything's Joe's Daily. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Joe Maragliata? You got it. Wow. Again. Nailed it. Nailed it. I bookended it. <laughs> Boom. Try putting that on your SATs when you're a kid. Not <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. Well, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs>